scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast. Your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your acne slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. Having it then, in the room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, here. Let's do this. We can put it in front of us and feel like yeah. we're talking into it. Ah, uh, that's a good looking mic right there. It's so shiny. It is. Uh, oh, did you see uh, Sakura's Kel yeah, drawing? Yeah, her Aisling. I want that so bad. Tell her. She I sells w- her stuff. She does? Yeah. Okay, because I, um, I know Amanda got that, uh, like, she won that giveaway or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I want that. She doesn't have like a, a shop set up or anything, but um, she sells her stuff. Okay. Yeah, I may ask her. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, I was like, oh. Yeah. I want it so yeah. bad. Well, I did that drawing. Yeah, I saved yours. Yours that, is saved on my phone. Yeah, I, I did. Hers is also saved on my phone. Inspired by Kel's, uh, which was awesome. But, uh, and then she commented on it. She said, oh, I was going to do an Ashland drawing tonight. And I was like, yes, I can't wait to see it. <laughs> It was really, so good. really good. Yeah, it was it was perfect. It really fits with her style, too. Just... Yes. All right, so you ready to start this, puppy? I'm ready to go. Episode three. I'm pumped. All right. I'm so pumped. Hello, everybody. I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. And welcome to episode three of the Animation Station. Woo, we're still here. We're yeah. surviving. So, first off, anything kind of, you know, any news updates from this week? Did you draw anything mm. cool? Kind of talked about it just a little yeah, bit, I but just drew something inspired by Kells, which is what we watched last uh, episode, and I've been thinking about Kells ever since then. So I have actually a couple pieces planned, but um, nothing to reveal yet. Um, I did get a recommendation from a lot of people who love Kells that that same um, group of animation studios did another movie called Song of the Sea. Yeah. And I have it queued up in my Amazon Prime streaming list, and I am either going to watch that tonight or tomorrow night. Almost everybody that commented said they like it even better than Kells, and I wasn't aware of it. So I'm so glad that people are commenting and making suggestions, because like we said on episode one, we want to discover new stuff from our listeners as well. And I am dying to watch that movie. So I think it was um, Ryan, uh, who's at Ryan's Art Place uh, on Instagram. He's a, He's got an awesome art account. You guys should follow him. Um, he is the first one that suggested it. And then everybody else after that was like, hey, Kells is awesome, but you got to see Song of the Sea. It's great. Um, when they were saying Song of the Sea, I kept, for whatever reason, reason there's a new video game out for the PS4 called Into the Sea. And I was like, that's a video game, guys. What are you <laughs> Duh. doing? Duh. Um, what about you? No, nothing really, you know, jumped out. There there was a little bit of uh, news on the anime front. Mm-hmm. Um, the anime Sword Art Online is going to get a live-action adaptation, Ooh, either weird. movie or TV. Okay. And if they do like the 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 first season is sitting uh split into two separate kind of acts mm-hmm. like the first act is it's all you know swords and fighting and stuff like that and the second act they kind of go into f- like turns into like fairies it's kind of like it's like basically they're in a video game mm-hmm. so the first bit they're you know hack and slash you know swords and video game and the second part it's more of a magical mystical-esque type thing they're kind of they're fairies so they fly around and everything that would be you know kind of hard to do on either television or a movie 
just because... What is it going to be? Is it gonna I, be I, I don't film? know yet. Oh, okay. That I think they just got the rights to it, and they just filed and said, hey, we're going to turn it to live action. I only know of one anime that they did a live action of. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess they did the Dragon Ball Z movie, which I never saw. <laughs> it was but fine. It was fine. Series, Everybody hates it, but it's okay. As a TV series, I only know of one, and they basically made the attempt to mimic it entirely. What was that? That was Here's Greenwood. Here's Greenwood, yeah. yeah. Because I know Amanda loves that. Oh, she is a huge fan. Or Charlie, fan of or whatever she goes by these days. Yeah, she's a huge fan of it, and I find it entertaining, and I thought it was really entertaining that they made a. It was almost. The live action was almost purely fan service, I felt like. Yeah. But it, it, was, it was interesting. Well, I, I've never heard of very many TV shows that are animated, or even animated movies getting live action treatments until the last few years. I mean, Disney has had this long string going and this projected long string in the future of turning their animated movies into live action. Some of it I think is really interesting, but I don't know that I need to see all of them in live action form. What, yeah. do, you, what do you think? And Well, I mean, going, going on the anime side, there's a lot of anime that has been adapted for like Japanese movies in particular like they did the attack on titan movie that came out last year which was utter street trash (laughs) um they did a death note i think they did two or three death note movies back like in 2004 that were actually really good Mm -hmm. um they took it's it's all real world but then they threw some cgi in there and like early 2000 cgi it still looks really good and uh netflix is actually doing a death note series oh. so netflix got the rights for it it's really good guy writes in a notebook and people die mm. um let's see uh yeah like here's greenwood did it prison school did it hag and i did it assassination but, I mean, class as a concept lots of people of do itself, it do you find it interesting it depends on the source material yeah like there's some that i don't really see the point mm-hmm. like snow white I don't see any point, like, when they did the whole Huntsman garbage, mm-hmm. I saw no point in that. Mm, I kind of like that movie, though. <sighs> really? You like the first one? Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, I did. Oh, my God. You're, like, the one person. Really? Are you going to go see the sequel? Uh, well, it's already... I don't think it's in theaters still, but I'll see it. Yeah. Oh, God. Ugh. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, that's fine. I mean, that's my opinion. But, I mean, I like like, okay, let's say Disney announces... Tomorrow, like We're Cinderella, do... there's I, I don't I don't see a reason to do Cinderella. Well, there's been a million Cinderellas. But yeah, but let, I mean, like, they, something... they, they're they're doing a brand new Cinderella, aren't they? No, I thought they, they were already doing did, a... like, oh two years ago. Whatever. Well, so they already did a Cinderella <laughs> where they're well, ta- if they're if they're not little you know talking mice, they're like Cinderella. Then there's no point in the whole movie. <laughs> well, what? Okay, let's take a different example. Let's say tomorrow Disney announces we're going to do a live action Aladdin. Are you interested at all? Yes, I'll Why? go see. I'll go see a live act because I like Aladdin. Okay. It's not. What if they're doing a live action Black Cauldron? Um, then yes. Uh, up from Pixar. No. Is it just because you don't like Up from Pixar? That and I, I didn't. I just didn't like that movie. Okay. Like it, it for me. It, it's all like Jungle Book. Gay. I give no caring at all to the Jungle Book. Didn't you? Did you see it? Not yet. I I, yeah. I did not get to see it in the theater, but I will see it. I know – actually, the only couple people I know were the Cloud City casters. They're mm-hmm. the ones who did that episode I mean, on it. I mean basically that it's, is and uh, Pete's Dragon, an animated Pete's... movie. It only has one live-action element, and that's the Mowgli. Everything else is animated. Yeah, so but I it's don't still, consider that still a live kind of live-action. Kind of. If you, if, if you ever have any one single person – that's a living being in something. It's considered live action. Like Roger Rabbit, I would consider Roger Rabbit a live action no, movie. I consider that an it's it's movie. a live action movie with animated characters. Mm. Like Song of the South, it's a live action movie with animated see, characters. I see it the other way around. I see it animated with live action elements. Then is Jurassic Park a live action movie, or is it an animated movie? Well, what about Star? What about the points. what about the greatest movie ever made, Starship Troopers? Is it an animated okay, podcast movie? over? This is the, no, this it's is the greatest movie moments. ever no, made. Caster Van Dien is a saint. Ugh, I hate you. 
I, We're supposed I, to be talking can... about something in particular <laughs> right now. Ah, what are we talking about? Oh, live action animated. Yeah. But... <sighs> they did a live action Frozen. Well, they did on stage at California Adventure. But a real, a real one. Oh, it's not real? I mean, I mean a, a real, a like, a, like a movie, a, a film. Okay. Or a TV show. I think they could solve a lot of the mistakes they made in Frozen and make it better. Eh. I mean, you have to take out some characters to make it better. No, I don't think so. You have to take, off, take out Olaf and the Reindeer. No, come on, that's take ridiculous. Those, take those two out, and they're, it's a good movie. Uh, that's unbelievable. Did, okay, do you keep the reindeer in? Yeah, you keep the reindeer Because in. you know what that reindeer is going to turn into? You keep that reindeer in, and it's going to look like the reindeer from Santa Claus with Tim no, Allen. It's look that's exactly that. what they're going to look like. They weren't terrible in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the like third one or whatever? Uh, the one with Jack Frost with uh, Martin Short? No, the other one. Was that the second where one? He, what's what, what's the one where he gets, like, Mrs. Claus? When he marries uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. chick from Lost. Yeah, I saw that one. Julia. Juliet. Juliet. Sure. Oh, come on, Lost. I never watched Lost. Jeez. But this is a show about animation, so let's not talk about Lost. Now, there is animation. It's not animation in Lost. <laughs> okay, so we did – we put a post out. Earlier in it was a few days ago. Well, for us it for was us a few, it was a few days, days ago. For you, you guys, guys it was like a couple it, weeks it ago. A couple weeks ago yeah. um, we put a post out asking if you know what movie we should. It wasn't you know, even go asking over. directly, was it? Oh no, you're right. It was right. basically just a picture of six Disney movies. They were The Lion with King, the caption Atlantis, Meet the Robinson, because you didn't put an S at it at the end Shut of Robinsons, up. Tangled, Big Hero Six, and Zootopia. Right. And we just said, hmm, decisions, decisions. Yeah, and we got some feedback. Um, and I think most of the feedback we got was for Meet the Robinsons. Meet the Robinsons it? in Atlantis. Like, mm. uh, I know uh, we got uh, comments from uh, Leanne Crane, Josh Hickey, Sakura Christina, Brittany DeCosmo, Hannah Elledge, and Oliver Ware. Um, and if you commented and I didn't get to you, let me know and I'll <laughs> – Record something special. Let me special. know and I'll let, smack him upside the let head. Let me know and I'll record something special just for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, and yeah, it was mainly Atlantis and Meet the Robinsons. Okay, okay, and it was kind of a feeler post. We didn't know if we were to a place where we'd get many responses yet, and and so... while we were waiting for those responses, we decided to ignore everything <laughs> that we posted. And, and go with something else. Own. We choose. We chose one from the list. No, we choose it. We choose it, uh, and we kind of already ran with it. But Meet the Robinsons and Atlantis are definitely on our list. I think those are two amazing movies that don't get talked about enough. I think the the design work in Atlantis alone is spectacular, and the sheer zany factor in Meet the Robinsons is unparalleled, and I love it. I agree. Um, so, Gavin, why don't you tell the wonderful listeners what we're going to be talking about this week? All right, I'm really excited about this topic. We chose 2010's Tangled. Tangled is, I think, one of the best princess movies. Oh, I agree. I absolutely agree. I think it was – it's what I call an instant classic. The, the second I saw it, I thought it truly belonged amongst the greatest Disney feature animated films. It is incredible. And uh, so I have a little bit of background on it, uh, if you want me to go into that, yes. before we get into discussing and praising it in every way. So, as I said, it, it came out in 2010, and it really kind of, for me, is the precipice or the tipping point for Disney feature animation. And I think it was really the thing that cemented the fact that we're not likely to see a 2D animated or traditional hand-drawn animated film out of that studio ever again. Because yeah. it got to the point where they felt like they could put something out that was as good artistically as the 2D stuff that they had basically created well, he, well here's the thing has there been any 
blockbuster uh, movie now that has been back to the 2D art style? That's a good question. Because um, I was trying to think of this. like Because when, I mean, we, when, when last... we decided on Tangled, I was trying to think mm-hmm. what was a 2D that came out recently, mm-hmm. and I couldn't think of any. Well, the most recent one would be 2009 with Princess and the Frog. But that was and, that. That was after or, Tangled, wasn't it? No, it was before Tangled. I mean, I mean, I mean, Tangled. I mean, anything Tang- after Tangled? Oh no, I can't think of anything after Tangled. That was too. Yeah, many that, that's that's that, what I meant in my head. No, uh, well, no, I take that back. Studio Ghibli has had some mega hits since. Okay, then. something that's domestic. Yeah. No, not domestic. I can't think because there DreamWorks hasn't been anything in DreamWorks wise. Um, Fox doesn't really do anything anymore. Um, uh, I get no Warner Brothers. They threw out the Killing Joke. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think so, I would qualify that in the same discussion. Yeah, because I mean that's that was a made-for-Blu-ray movie right. that they put on the big screen. Yeah. So, so no, I I think it was really the tipping point, and um, so I actually would encourage all of you to go read the Wikipedia post for Tangled. It is one of the most fascinating reads I've ever found on Wikipedia. Um, just a couple of the highlights about the history of Tangled. Uh, Glenn Keane, who is the legendary animator from Disney, who animated The Beast, he animated Little Mermaid, Aladdin, like the, these these characters are the ones he, he animated. Uh, he did Pocahontas, and he is the one that started developing this movie in 1996. That's 14 years before this movie came out. And it has a long and tumultuous history. Are those his? Are those his little sketches in the credits? Um, I don't know if those are his. I or like not. those they sketches don't really in the credits. Look like his style to me, so I I, I doubt it. They also, don't quite look like the characters. No, and the, a lot of times the concept art doesn't. I mean, like when we were watching it, and I made the comment about um, how buxom she how was. How buxom she was. She had huge <laughs> tracts of land. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, so he started 14 years before this movie came out, and originally he was the director on it. And you know, as it came out eventually in 2010, he was just a producer of it, and they brought in two other directors. But a lot of it was because of drastic changes that were made along the way. But the key to all of the development that went into it was Glenn Keane and his team that he had assembled to make this movie – was really concerned with keeping or maintaining that fluidity of 2D animation. And, you know, when you're animating something in 2D, you're not limited by the limitations of programming in a computer software as far as movement and form and structure and things like that. And that's been a something that, you know, Pixar has been a pioneer in, but that they still had limitations uh, to what they could do and you know especially when you're dealing with human characters mm-hmm. when you think of the the characters for example Andy from Toy Story or uh, his mom and you know the the various human characters that you see through a few of the Pixar movies those moments that they're on screen are the less believable moments in those movies because they don't seem quite right when you're animating a toy like Buzz Lightyear, you don't have to rely on naturalistic human movement because yeah. it's a toy, and you can create movement that's totally believable. So what their goal was was to somehow meld the two, and they spent years and years uh, going for this effect, and ultimately they found a blending of the two processes, and that's why Tangled to me is – one of the most beautifully rendered and um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's it's drawn, drawn, um, yeah, and it ha- oh expressive. That's the word I was trying to get. The, it's not close so to expressive. Drawn. No, they every facial expression, all of the gesturing in their hands and their movement when they're running or walking or dancing or whatever they're doing. It's just so well executed, and you know it makes to me it makes a movie like Frozen look incredibly stiff and clunky because they didn't attack it with that same fervor and vigor and 
well, in that length of time, obviously. Uh, I also I, I read that it was, I think it cost them $260 million to make this movie, which is like the most it's cost any animated movie to make. So a lot of time and effort went into the aesthetic of this movie. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it pays off in a huge way because it's one of the most beautiful animated things I've ever seen. I I've noticed a lot, like especially in uh, like Tangled and uh, like Big Hero Six in particular, mm-hmm. the way that they do like all of the like the backdrop and, and skate like you know backdrops and like town and cityscapes, especially in those two movies, mm-hmm. is ridiculous. There's so yeah. much intricate detail, like um, in Tangled when they do the whole lantern scene mm-hmm. um and it's going through and uh the whole town they're lighting their lanterns right. it's really weird because like there's one character mm-hmm. for whatever reason is running away yeah. from and i'm like where are you going why <laughs> would they put that in there right. it's, like, it's just one random person just running mm-hmm. i'm like what, who who going, who does who decided that you know we should put we should put a running person here just uh-huh. like that little bit of detail is stupid crazy yeah um and the hair the hair especially in these two because these two I watch you know quite frequently just because I love Big Hero Six because it's so freaking beautiful mm. yeah it is. um but their hair like just little little consistencies with their hair it looks extremely real mm-hmm. um. And just going back to what you were saying about uh, how they kind of look stiff and frozen, do you think that has anything to do with the palette, like the color palette on it? Because no. Tangled is all kinds of colors, and Frozen is just we got some whites and some blues. We'll maybe throw a little bit mm. of tan in there. You know, just they the only one that has like really any care like any color after like Act Two is Anna when she has that dress. Yeah. But nobody else. Everybody else is just. We live in cold, so everything is cold. No, I don't. I don't think that it has anything to do with the color palette. I feel like it just wasn't animated nearly as well. Uh, I I think that, and I always bring up Frozen when I bring up Tangled because everybody that brings up one or the other ends up comparing them to each other uh, for whatever reason. And I mean, Flynn and Rapunzel actually show up in that one scene in Frozen. I don't know See, if you've yeah, ever you, seen you, you it, told you told do. me that, but I yeah, it's when everybody's entering it. the castle for the first time, and you see them walking up the bridge to the big party. You just yeah, see him in that one. Because you're the one that scene. told me that Anna's parents died because they were on their way to Flynn and Rapunzel's wedding. No, I didn't tell you that. You didn't tell me that. I thought no. you told me that. I don't think so. Huh? I think that's bunk. Well, <laughs> that may or may not be canon. I'm gonna say anyway, it's canon. I don't know. I don't think it's canon. I'm gonna make it canon. Okay. If you have that it's power, now jo- it's now do in it. Josh's head canon. Okay. If that's real, somebody let me know, please, because it. Yeah, I don't think it is, man. Where Where would I have thought that? I mean, there's fan rumors about stuff like that all over the place. Eh, that's true. Anyway, anyway, I compare the two because everybody compares the two. I don't think they're necessarily, you know, I don't know why they're always compared, but they are. And I think that a lot of people feel like Tangled gets overlooked because of Frozen's success. But I don't I don't think it's anywhere close to the level of animation quality that Tangled has. And you, you spoke about the color palette. One of the things that Glenn Keane and his team were trying to pull from the aesthetic was a a look from a specific era of art known as the rococo and if you know anything about the paintings of that era they were just dripping with richness and romantic colors like candy colors and they were just so lush and filled with detail and warmth and light and the fact that they used that as their launching point for the look of this movie really played to their favor because that movie ends up being pure eye candy. I think it's great. And interestingly enough, 
one one of the focal paintings that they used to draw this look from is a famous Fragonard painting. It's Jean Honoré Fragonard, and he painted this. So he's an honorary Fragonard. Ah, <laughs> hilarious. We need like one of those horns. One of those, you know. No. Anyway, so interestingly uh, enough, no, hold on. I just like for like. <laughs> you decided for random sound effect instead of like you went like yes what the heck? okay sorry go ahead go with, the honorary, the go with the honorary fragonard okay fragonard the painting called the swing interestingly enough it's actually featured in the movie frozen because you know the scenes when she's talking to all the paintings mm-hmm. and she's jumping on the little sofas in that gallery well she does one leap and she leaps and and strikes the pose of mm-hmm. the painting behind her which is the swing and it's this lady in this big flowy pink gown on a swing like kicking up her leg okay. remember that scene where yeah. she like pauses in midair that's the fragonard painting upon which the entire aesthetic of tangled was drawn okay and i think that's interesting so there is some sort of connection between the two movies although for me one falls incredibly short and I think the only thing that Frozen has over Tangled, maybe, is better songs. That's it. Everything else. See, I'll just disag- I, I, I give I, Tangled. I'll disagree with that just because Let It Go and the 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 song that the Prince and Love Is an Open Door. Those are the only two songs in Frozen that I think are good. What? Yeah. That's ridiculous. I. I What's his face's song? The uh, ah, the stupid that, dude? the stupid snowman song. That's uh, in summer. That's dumb. You're dumb. And that's, then that's pure delight. No, it's not. It really is. No. I mean, look. I don't think Frozen is great. It's a disjointed movie at best. It's zany without a point, and. Some of the characters don't seem like they fit in that world, Olaf being one of them. Yeah. But when it comes down to the music, come on. It's fantastic. And every number is fantastic. And <sighs> his number is great. It brings in some comedy. It's a delightful uh, vocal by – what's his name? Josh, Josh Gad. Gad. He's great. I mean, I'm sure he's great in the Book of Mormon, but – He was great in the Book of Mormon. I haven't seen it. Well, you've heard it, right? No. I've, I've, what Where is it? The Hasa Dima Evil, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I heard that in the car once. Okay. With your wife. Oh, right, right. You was playing it on, with uh, me and the one who just made noise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I. Maybe it's just like Olaf. I just didn't like his character. Okay. He didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand the she can create life. Well, thing. okay, yeah, we can. We have problems with the ill-defined powers of Elsa, but don't take it out on the cute little hilarious snowman. What part was he hilarious? Basically, anytime he opened his mouth. No, that was annoyance. Oh my gosh, That's Zazu ridiculous. is funnier than he is. Oh wow, I don't know if I agree with that. I know, and Zazu's I mean, not funny. I love my uh so okay tangled let's not derail this and talk about an inferior movie let's keep on <laughs> tangled i agree so with that. i want to hear a little bit about what you think about tangled i love tangled um like i said i, I think it's probably my favorite disney princess movie mainly that's, because that's she, saying something mainly because she's not a princess until like well she's a princess for 37 seconds and mm-hmm. then she's no longer a princess until the last minute and a half. <laughs> right, right. And she doesn't know she's a princess the whole entire time. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. But I mean, I guess I mean it is you know Disney's thing where let's get a princess, but then we'll take her away from the kingdom for an extended period of time, and then she'll come back and everything will be happy. Well, they did that in their very first movie. Then Snow White, they did mm-hmm. that in. I guess they kind of did that in Sleeping Beauty because she goes to sleep yeah, for a long of. time. And she's still there. Yeah, so it's like, eh. They, they do it quite frequently. Yeah, yeah. Well, just like Disney, they open the movie with tragedy. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be a contemporary Disney movie if somebody didn't but die there, But there's not really a tragedy or... in there. 
I guess that kidnapping, but I mean they they did that with they did that with Hercules, right? Which is tragedy. Who they also have blonde hair. That's a that's a yeah. I mean, I guess that's and there's and there's a you know person narrating the events of the kidnapping. Yeah, that is very similar. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's far superior to you know that other that cold one that cold one that we're not going to talk about anymore i see one <laughs> um but no i mean i think the the cast is better too i agree like freaking well i agree on certain levels on the singing side no no what's wrong with mandy moore i i don't have a problem with mandy moore but Kristen bell and adina menzel killed it in that movie i mean killed it they were so good yeah i'll talk about i'll just say what's wrong with mandy moore did you I, not like the movie Saved? I love the movie Starring Saved. Mandy Moore no, I and... I think Mandy uh, Moore is fine. I think her, she does a great job acting this role, and she does as good as Mandy Moore can do singing. She's got a like a middle-of-the-road voice to me, and it's fine. It's passable, but you were never going to remember that movie well, here's, for her voice. Here's the thing. Like you did for... Um, you know, when Jasmine sang or when Mulan sang and it was Leah Salonga and you're never going to remember it for Jody Benson's voice as Little Mermaid. Like those were iconic voices that just leapt out of the screen. Well, here's the thing. Two of those were princesses. Mulan was, you know, she was rich. They were basically raised in the palace. So they would have had voice coaches exactly this is the weakest (laughs) argument i've ever heard in my life poor rapunzel (laughs) is stuck in a tower with only her mom and in her mom's first song she does that cracky thing (laughs) so i don't think that's the i mean that is 100 percent the reason that's why they got mandy moore because she's like oh you know that's terrible she's all soft taught self-taught not soft Self-talk. She, well, she's a soft singer, too. I, I mean, Which I don't have fun. any problem with that. And I thought Zachary Levi was perfectly passable. Good old Chuck. I, I mean, honestly, the best singer in it is probably, um, what's her name? Donna Murphy. Donna Murphy. Who sings Mother Gothel's part. And, I mean, I mean Her song's great. The Mother Knows Mother Best. Knows best. It's really oh, it's good. so and good. I like the way that they stage it, too. Yeah. Because, you know, there's just so much going on. And you just see all this manipulation that she's just driving into Rapunzel's head and you know she's brainwashing her for her whole life basically and uh, you know she's she's a great bad she, she's like a great you know like evil stepmom yeah i mean type she's, mom. she's kind of really great really good of stepmother characters I think she's probably eh, I mean, maybe she's better than Cinderella's yeah i, I mean i mean she kind of like lets her daughters you know yeah, mess with Cinderella the work in that but, one, yeah yeah, she and yeah, I I think she's like on par with like uh well, I was I was gonna say kind of on par with like James Woods. Ooh, I don't know about that. I he mean, only only only. I mean, not acting wise or anything like that. I mean, evil wise, like manipulating wise, yeah. like how Hades manipulates Meg. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, Gothel manipulates Rapunzel way more like meg sure. no like meg knows that all she's this is like a scam yeah, yeah like so she knows yeah. but rapunzel just is into it 100 mm-hmm. percent until that last little bit when she figures out because i guess sub uh subconsciously yeah, she recognized that sun the sun icon. the whole time yeah the logo for the 2000 16 Rio Olympics. Is, does it look like that? I uh, it's it's a big it. sun with the torch there, and it spins oh, around. Nice. <laughs> um. So yeah, Brazil. Big fans of Tangled. I'm sure they are. Um, I'm sure that's exactly the reason that's they the only that logo I choice. Yeah. Um. I I will say uh, we got the cast list up here. I did like in and I just noticed it because I've seen Tangled like maybe six or seven times, uh-huh. but I just noticed it. Uh, and I told oh, while you about we it. Were while we yeah, were watching yeah, yeah. it, uh, the little uh, you know the wanted sign for the for the twin brothers for the bad guy from the Sword and the Stone. He kind of looks, he looks like exactly yeah. like yeah. him, except this time they're like two. Yeah. Um, they're the Stabbington brothers. <laughs> that is, is absolutely awesome. fantastic. It is Stabbington. Really awesome. 
uh, voiced by the inimitable Ron Perlman. I love him. Yeah, the guy He's from uh, Pacific Rim. Nobody saw Pacific Rim. That's everybody, a everybody loved Pacific Rim. No, now, Pacific Rim is a great animated movie, according to Gavin, because there's animated <laughs> elements in it. No, there's got to be there's a there's a balance. I think there's more animated in Who Framed Roger Rabbit than there is unanimated. Maybe not. I'll have to go back and look at it. I think it. it's like a 60-40 animate a uh, uh, real world. Really? They they do a lot of stuff. Maybe you're right. I still just because there's a lot of scenes where it's real movie. world and uh, oh god I forgot Mario I forgot his name. I don't know who you're talking about. They do that play. Never mind. Main guy in Bob Roger Hoskins? Rabbit. Bob Hoskins. Okay. Um, he was Mario. He played Mario. Yeah, I think. Don't quote me on that. In um, like Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, wasn't that Bob Hoskins? I didn't even know that was a thing. Why would I? Why would that even like lodge itself in my memory banks? Because you should just know. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> I was I was gonna look up the Mario Brothers movie just to make oh, sure geez. I was ah uh, Bob Hoskins. Wow. Aha! And uh, John Leguizamo. Um, Yikes. But I lost where I was going with it. Because I was I looking at this. Oh, You're but yeah, yeah, where I was, I was, yeah, I was talking about uh, Roger Rabbit because there's a lot of scenes where it's the mm. real world and Bob Hoskins, and then just Roger Rabbit. Well, yeah, but anytime Eddie Valiant, which is Bob Hoskins' character, is in Toontown, he's the only non-animated thing. Yeah, but they're not in Toontown a lot. They are in the second half of the movie. Uh, a whole lot. A whole lot, but they come back. I mean. And there's a lot I, – I actually have no idea. I've never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Shut your face. So, you I haven't? Saw, I've seen it once. Oh, and I was like Damn, maybe like so eight good. or something. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, I you, love it. You say that. It's great. Um, you say that and I stand by it. So good cast. Yeah, good cast. Brad uh, Garrett was good. We've got – I mean we, we talked about the songs. We talked about the cast. What Now, the we didn't really talk much about the songs actually. I will say I will say one thing. I did like the uh, I wrote this down. Uh, the uh, Little Mermaid throwback that they threw in there when she's got the crown. What was that? I don't know. Well, she she holds the crown up. She's like, it, do I do I go through it with my arm? Oh. No. Like, do, are they glasses? Do I look through them? And it's like, no. Pascal's like, no, that's not. I got it's it. Like, Maybe it's a crown. He's like, it's like oh, no. Like the Dinglehopper. Exactly. Yeah, she doesn't know what to do. I got you. I got you. I didn't really translate that as a little mermaid. I thing. just went there. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I like that Easter egg. Maybe exactly what they were going for. Um. But yeah, we can talk about the songs. Um. Let's see. I mean, I I think it's got a really good soundtrack. I consider this movie a musical, and. You know whether or not everybody else does, I do, and because every character, every main character sings a song, yes. and you've got your big medley song that every Disney movie has, and I've got a dream, and you've got your, you know, love song, and I see the light. I you've love I see the light. I, get, I, I tear. I get, I get a bit teary. Well, come on, when it's I one of the most I'm beautiful like, animated <sighs> scenes. In history, I want that at my wedding. It's I want gorgeous. The, you, want, you want to be married in a boat with no, lanterns? No, I, I don't want the boat. I want the I want to do the lantern thing. Okay. I think the lantern thing's cool. Those are cool. Yeah, and I've seen those before. They're they're really neat. But uh, but yeah, I mean, great music and great score. That score really drives a lot yeah. of the action in the movie, and which this movie's full of action. There's tons of things going on. There's chase scenes and. Fight scenes and you know frying pan wielding, yeah, and fighting. It's great, yeah. So I, I think the music is, um, is done really well. Obviously, anytime you've got Alan Menken driving the music, and the guy's a legend in the world of Disney animation, and he just did a great job with this soundtrack. It's one of those Disney soundtracks that I bought immediately. I don't always do that, but this one. I had to have as soon as this movie came out. All right, well, I think we are ready now to do this week's top five. The top five. <laughs> and now for another top five. All right, so this week we are going to do a music-based top five, and we're going to be selecting our top five Disney soundtracks. And we originally said our top five Disney musicals, but... 
it gets hard to define what's a musical and what isn't. So we're just going with best Disney soundtracks, whether or not you consider these musicals or not. You know, we, we're just going for the, the music in general. So without further ado, I will kick it off. We will start from our fifth spot and work up to number one. Up to number one. Up to number one. We're clear? We're clear. To number one. Five. My number five. Wait, hold on. You go first? I go first? I go first. You go first. I go first. Because you get the mic drop this time. I get the mic drop this time. Okay. So, my number five is Disney's Robin Hood. I love the music in this movie. It was done by Roger Miller, country music legend. And I think it really gave that movie an amazing folksy down-home feel, which really plays into the Robin Hood story. And, you know, kind of the way that jazz played into the Jungle Book, they used this country music to play into Robin Hood, and it just works. I don't know what that magic is, but it's magic and it works. And the song Not in Nottingham is among my favorite Disney songs of all time. And is that the Dida Dida Dodo song? Or what, which, that's, um, oh wait, that's the hamster Oodalali, Oodalali, Godly, What a Day. Okay. No, this is the, the, the sad ballad when they're all locked up because Prince John's a jerk. Oh, with the blind mice. With the mice, yes. The I don't think they're blind. Are they not? The church mice? Yeah. No, they're not blind. That's just oh. like the, the – they're just church mice. One plays the organ. One gives its last coin to the friar to put in the poor box. I'm going to pretend they're blind. Okay. Anyway, they're, they're, it's a great soundtrack. Oh, wait, that's so. Babe. They had the three blind mice. Sorry, oh, yeah. wow. never mind. All right, what's your number five? Um, I'm going to go with – I'm not going to say Disney's because you stole that from me. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Beauty and the Beast. Ooh, good soundtrack. Yeah. It's a really good soundtrack. Um, we've got Be Our Guest. Mm-hmm. We've got the Bonjour song. We've got Tales All This Time. Gaston's song, which is Gaston's. hilarious. So it's 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 a really good – is it a musical? I would consider Beauty and the Beast a musical, yes. Yeah, because uh, you, you decide that like if, all if, the main if, characters if the villain sing song, sings, then – like if everybody, including the villain, sings, mm-hmm. then it's a musical. Uh, yeah, that's a good bar for me. Okay. And I think Beauty and the Beast is a musical. Okay. Yeah, I I like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Good one. All right. Number four for me is Disney's Frozen. I think, uh, like I said, amidst all of that Frozen bashing earlier, I think the one thing that it really has going for it is its songs. And I, I think the songs are just punchy and catchy and dynamic. And, I mean, Let It Go took over the radio for like a year and a half. Because it's a freaking good song. I like the one song with the the prince. Yeah, Love is an Open Door. Love is an Open Door. I like that one. It's a good one. It's really good. I like that song better. Well, that's fine. It's a good song. Well, I mean, mean, Let It Go is really good, but I like it better than any of the other songs Mm -hmm. after Let It Go. Because, like, the Snowman song, pathetic. You're dumb. It's great. Yeah, whatever. No, it's Um, great. The Kristoff song where he sings with the reindeer is stupid. (laughs) The only song that's kind of an earworm that I don't like is... Um, the We're Breaking Ice song? No, the he's a bit of a fixer-upper. That one gets a little bit over the top for me. But that being said, that is, it is a really good song. And yeah, Frozen. Frozen, okay. Um, my number four is going to be Aladdin. Oh, good pick. I mean, we've got uh, Arabian Nights starting it off. Great opening scene. Which is awesome. Um, probably one of the one of the best intros mm-hmm. to a musical. I agree. To a musical. To a Disney movie. It's also got one of the greatest love songs. Yeah. To whole, a, whole New World? Yes. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, what are some of the other songs? Well, you got Prince Ali. Prince Ali, yeah. The uh, genie. Hey, Never Had a Friend Like Me. Robin Williams just kills it in that movie. He is yeah. so good, and it's just – it's too bad we won't have any more Robin Williams in our lives. But it, that he just – he's so iconic as that character, and a lot of that movie is the music. It's really good. 
interestingly <laughs> enough, at uh, you know we mentioned a whole new world, yeah. and like everybody that ever tries out as a couple for a show or does karaoke as a couple, they're. they're I thought you were gonna go like if you try out as a couple, it's like no, hey, no. do you do you want to go out? It depends <laughs> on if you can sing a whole new world. <laughs> well, maybe some hardcore Disney fans go to those lengths, but. You know, you, you've just heard it a million times. People use that as a tryout song or they sing it in karaoke and it's, you know, it's just one of those songs. And at the last D23 Expo, one of the things that you could sign up for was to get on stage with Brad Kane, the singing voice of Aladdin, and sing A Whole New World with him. How amazing would that be? I would melt. Yeah. I was too chicken to do it. Dude, and you I think they were looking it. for girls to sing the jazz part. It doesn't anyway. matter. I couldn't hit those notes. Oh, I'm no Leah Salonga. But I, I just thought that was that was a, a neat thing that they did for fans at the expo. It was good. That would have been cool. Yeah. So uh, Aladdin, it's a good pick. Yeah. What, so what, you got? what number are we on? We're, we're on, on number three, place. right? My number three is the Little Mermaid. I think that it is. An amazing soundtrack, and I think it's actually one of only two reasons why that movie's good. I think the other reason is Glenn Keane's animation of Ariel. I think in many other ways that movie is a little subpar for me, but the music just stands tall. It is so good. Part of Your World is one of my favorite Disney songs. Kiss jo- the Girl. Jody Benson's performance of it is amazing. Kiss the Girl is great. Under the Sea is great. I, I love it. It's got one of the great villain songs yeah, in Poor song. Unfortunate Souls. I don't think it's the very best villain song, but I think it's my second favorite villain song. So I, I just love it. It was Alan Menken again, who we talked about earlier, and Howard Ashman. That's the duo that did the music in that movie. And it's stupendous. Nice. Really good. Yeah. I, I like that choice. Um, yeah, Little Mermaid, it, it was in my list. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it didn't just didn't quite it, it crack didn't, the top five for you. Cut. Yeah, it was yeah. between Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast. Very tough. We feel like we're murdering people when yeah. we're making these cuts. All right, um, what's your number three? My number three is gonna be Mulan. Oh man, again with the Mulan. Hey, yeah, you got Don Osmond it's... sings a song. Eddie Murphy sings part of a song. Um, but no, um, Leah Salonga again. Yeah, because um, we've got the. Uh, the first song that Mulan sings. You'll bring honor to a song. Yeah, you'll bring honor to does a song. Does she actually sing in that one? I guess she does. She sings about not wanting to disappoint her family. Yeah. Doesn't she? Yeah. Um, the real showstopper, though, is Reflection. Reflection. That's the I, big one. I'll Make a Man Out of You is really, really good. Yeah, it's, it's good. I just don't feel like it's a you know real standout song in the Disney catalog. I don't like the chorus, the the cast yeah, of characters singing can, with Donny Osmond. I think well, well, they, they only, they're just being they're really They're in hokey. it for like five seconds. Yeah, but they're in that and they're in the other one, Girl Worth Fighting For. And yeah, they're they're they're, they're all up in the Girl Worth Fighting and For. I don't know. It just their their voice acting just gets a little hokey for me when we're singing a song, and that, you know. Mulan's good. I, I think the music is good. I think Reflection is a great song, but that's the only great song. Sung by Christina Aguilera. Well, she she does sing it. She's pretty good. But Leah Salonga is yeah. superb. All right. Zvi. My number two is Aladdin, which we've already talked about. That sounds familiar. But it's a fantastic soundtrack. I love everything about it. It's really good. Like you said before, that opening number of Arabian Nights – just sets up that movie so well and then the next song you hear is one step ahead or whatever that song is where he's running away from the guards and stealing bread it sets up the character of aladdin perfectly so those first two songs really just create the mood for that movie for me and it's it's perfectly done i think that's what this the song is called is uh, stealing bread stealing bread stealing bread for uh, other less fortunate street urchins stealing bread for or- cute orphans yes for cute orphans that's the name that's of the, the song that's the full that's title. the full name yeah. of the song yes it probably is I, I think you're probably exactly right yeah um my number 2 the lion king nice yes good choice just because you only have to play the first 2 seconds of circle of life 
to know exactly what movie you're in. Mm, it's very iconic. Just yeah. not yeah. Okay, yeah, it's The Lion King. Yeah. It's not. It's not Bambi. It's not. <laughs> Pete's Dragon. It's not anything else. You know it's the Lion yeah, King. Yeah, that's probably the most iconic opening sequence in a Disney movie. Yeah. and then, Maybe Sleeping Beauty, but n- no, I think I'd put Lion I, King. I don't even know how Sleeping Beauty starts. Are you serious? How does it start? It starts with that whole um, pr- parade, basically, of everybody showing up to the castle singing about Princess Aurora. Okay, but how does it it's start? gorgeous. Well, yeah, it doesn't start on a note that you recognize. My movie starts on. It's basically the chord from singing. a hard day's night. You hear that one chord, you know exactly what it is. And I think it also has. What's well, it's also got Akuna Matata, which great song. Everybody knows Akuna Matata. Can't wait to be king. Uh, can't wait to be king, which is one of my favorites. And be prepared. Be prepared. The best villain song ever. I think it is. And I then really do. the that best sequence is so haunting because they're basically like goose stepping. Yes, and it's so good. It's so good. Um, and then in my opinion, the best Disney love song ever made. Can you feel the Can love you feel tonight? the love tonight? It's a really good song. I I love that soundtrack because I've always been a huge Elton John fan. And when I found out that he was going to be doing the music for it back in the early '90s, I, I was over the moon. And I still love that soundtrack to this day. It's one that stands the test of time. And yeah, great pick. Yeah. I it didn't crack my top five and it kills me that it didn't. So I'm spoiler alert that it's not my number one. Yeah. But my number one pick, I'm pretty sure, is the same as your number one pick. So I'll be interested to see how this plays out. But I'm pretty complex. My <laughs> number one Disney soundtrack is Hercules. I really? love you want Hercules? everything about that soundtrack, and no. I know for a fact that you love it too. I, I love it, but it's not my it's not my number one. Well, it's my number one, and I think the muses are a big part of it. I, I love that they brought this gospel soul flair to those characters, and they kind of drive a lot of the storytelling mm-hmm. in the music. Meg's song. But then Meg's song, I Won't Say I'm in Love. I love that song. It's so good. And then Roger Bart singing Go the Distance. What a perfect vocal performance. Needs to be longer. It it's, needs to be It's longer. like 30 seconds of clip. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's like 30 seconds of him singing. It should have been a full two-minute song. Yeah, but that's a sign of a good song, though, is if you want more, right? Yeah. But I agree. It, it, I wish there was more of it. I really do. James Woods should have had a song. I know that's the one thing that it lacks is the villain doesn't sing. But if Not, that's all the that other it's lacking, two don't even sing either. His two little sidekicks. Yeah. yeah, they don't sing either. But Phil sings. Phil Actides. Yeah. And and that's a good montage scene where you seeing Hercules get trained and grow up. And it, that then that is a good. I mean, just visually, that's a good song. And like the uh, what is it? Um, what's the name of that song? The, that DeVito sings. Oh, it's it's something like One Last Hope. He's like, I've, I've got... Yeah, some, whatever. I'm down to my last... I can't remember. Um, But, yeah, that's a good song because he, he goes through all of the uh, different heroes and yeah, everything that he's trained. It's, that's that really... Him and, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, like he does that opening speech when he's talking about uh, Achilles. Mm-hmm. He's like, he was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't for that heel. heel. Yeah, that <laughs> was, yeah, it's really good. It's a great movie. And I think music plays a huge part in that movie. Yeah, especially. So, um, all right, well, what's your number one? Well, my number one is Disney's Hercules. Yes! I knew it. Yeah, I mean, it's, my opinion, the best Disney soundtrack. Well, as you know, I agree. Yes. It's really good. I think it was a really I think maybe close one race, though. One, yeah. You don't? Oh no, I was I was talking before. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I think it was a close race, and I had a really tough time narrowing this down to five. So what else did you have that was close? Um, I had Little Mermaid. Yeah. Little Mermaid was up there. Um. Tarzan. But only because there's like the one song in Tarzan. There's more it's than like, one. Yeah, but, but You'll Be In My Heart's the only one that I remember. Yeah. Um, it's really good. Phil Collins did a great job on this. Pocahontas. Song. Yeah. Was in there with the colors of the wind. You yeah, know, that one. Uh, 
up around the river bend oh yeah around the river bend that's a great song too really just the two songs that judy coon sings are the real good ones it's not i mean when mel gibson starts singing yikes (laughs) anyway um i tangled yeah tangled tangled is close for me i it kills me that i had to leave off lion king and beauty and the beast because those were great great soundtracks yeah but the other one that nobody talks about which should always be in this discussion i feel is princess and the frog that one it was an underrated movie, and it's all about the music. I don't think it's – for me, it's not top five, obviously, but it's really close. It has great music in it. Have you seen that movie? Princess and the Frog? Yeah. No. That's that's terrible. You need to see that movie. Nah, it's all right. No, you'll see it. I'll make sure of it. Uh. <laughs> you will. Okay. All right, so – what do you think we might do a top five on next time? Any ideas yet? This episode comes out on the 15th. Mm-hmm. So our next episode is – we may not do a top five. Okay. Only because we're going to be introducing a special segment that oh, we're right. going to be doing. Right. Is that when we're going to do our first Cartoon Cafe? That's the first episode of the Excellent. Cartoon Cafe. I'm so excited about that. So That's going to be fun. Talk about – Kubo of the Two Strings. I'm so excited to see this movie. I'm it really looks pumped. Great. I love what Leica has been doing over the last few years, and this just looks incredible. I'm really excited about it. And maybe if we play our cards right, maybe we can uh, do good enough to get one of those uh, nice, pretty uh, tours of the Leica studio. Yeah, they do give tours various times. That would be awesome. We should do that. Hey, if anybody works at Leica and you want to be on our show, we, we'd love to be friends with you. Yeah, <laughs> be our friend, please. Be our friend. All right. Well, I think this is a pretty good episode. We've rambled a lot. We have rambled a lot in this one. We've gone, kind of, gone kind of long. It's our longest one so far. Well, I think that's it for today. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, I had a great time. Don't forget to uh, communicate with us on all the social medias that we're on. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And let us know what movies you like, what movies you want to hear us talk about, what top fives you want to do. And if you guys have a top five of your own based on the ones that we've done so far, send it to us. We'd love to hear what your top fives are. Yes. Uh, Gavin, where can everybody find you? Uh, Personally, I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. And I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Josh L. Kane. Art. Uh, art art um the purple guy from monsters university i never saw monsters ah you're killing me um no uh if anybody wants to do any art for our upcoming episodes that would be great like i know uh when we released the thing about kells soccer christina did that and we kind of talked about at the beginning of the podcast oh yeah uh she did that really cool uh, art piece. Everybody go check her out. It's just Sakura it's Christina. Sakura underscore, underscore Christina, Christina on Instagram. You'll find her if you type in the word Sakura Christina. And her art is amazing. We're huge fans of her at our house. Look out for the cats. If you see a cat, it's probably she hers. She has a lot of kitty cat art, and it's amazing. Do you have any other artists or anything, anybody you want to plug? Mm, not in addition to what I already have. Um, we should definitely thank our friends in the Secret Superhero Podcast Network. They've been uh, very welcoming to us, and uh, Cloud City Cast in particular has been a huge help to us in getting this thing up and rolling. And yeah, get know, it together, Tim Page. They're 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 good friends. I'm of just ours, kidding. You're great, and we love all their assistance. And don't listen to Josh; he's a negative Nancy. No, a little bit, a little, okay, little black yeah. rain cloud. <laughs> all right i think we should go ahead and end this it's it's, it's getting late it's getting late and i have some anime to watch for i'm gonna go watch song for of something the sea. for something i'm excited no don't watch song of the sea we should do song of the sea why who's i'm not gonna watch it only once in my life i'll watch it again what if you only watch it once in your life it's not gonna happen that doesn't happen you're right okay well oh i need to watch the olympics yeah, that's not animated, though. It could be. No, that'd be lame.
No, if they if they didn't, hold on. No, but but we'll we'll end here in a second. You're telling me if they made a movie, like mm-hmm. if Disney comes out and they're gonna show a movie about a little boy or a little girl's growing up and all of their struggles to be an Olympian and then going through training and everything like that. They did and this go movie. To the it's Olympic. called Hercules. No, but yeah, but he wasn't in the. Oh, I guess he technically wasn't. <laughs> okay, yes, never mind. I'm out. I'm out. Okay, Mike that's it. Okay, all right, everybody. I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. Have a great evening. I still don't have a catchphrase. <laughs>